0: episode 18 of Shine Brighter with Liz. How is everybody doing today? I hope you are having a wonderful day. First off, I want us to take a moment to say thank you for tuning in to Shine Brighter with Liz. If this is your first time listening in, a little bit about the podcast. Um, I started about a year ago and this is a podcast on personal growth and lifestyle development. Season one is all about Um, just mindset and things that I was working through and just wanted to chat with you guys about in a really raw way. And season two is all about me interviewing guests that I find that are lighthouses in this world, just a source of light and that share it so authentically and beautifully with the world. Today for our episode, I have a wonderful guest for you guys. We had an amazing conversation and went in depth and talked about so many things that are real and vulnerable Today's guest is my dear friend, Mark St. Cyr. He's a fellow Scorpio, he's a positive light on Instagram, shares his life, he's a mentor to many, and somebody that I definitely look up to because he is making huge strides in his career, you guys. He's also an actor. Mark currently plays Mr. Mazzara on High School Musicals, the musical The Series* on Disney+. Plus. It will be released later on this year. They are in production at the moment. He was also in the Oscar-nominated film Marshall, and he's an alumni from the ABC Diversity Showcase. Like I said, you guys, this conversation was such a great one to have with him. He's a dear friend, and without further ado, here's our episode. Hi, we are recording and I'm super excited to have you as a guest on my show today. I'm like very excited. I'm like fangirling actually because you're doing so much in your career and and you're such a positive person. So thank you so much for saying yes.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Awesome. So we're going to start straight into the questions. We're going to dive deep. Um, So let's start from the beginning of your life. Um, and this can mean anything like what were you like as a child? um, what did you want to be? but pretty much just go about the journey of
2: starting your life into
0: where you are now.
1: Oh man, okay, so I was born in Lafayette, Louisiana, um which is a relatively small city in the south, and I always wanted to be what did I always want to be? I really wanted to be usher i didn't know I didn't know usher was. a singer performer entertainer but i was always doing his dance moves and singing his songs and uh i found myself performing a lot in middle school uh by myself when i say performing, let me qualify that i was performing in the mirror by myself or like at recess singing to girls or something you know nothing (laughs) i wasn't on any stages or anything but i definitely had that in me for a long time and then the other big aspiration was sports. So I was playing a lot of soccer and moving up on the select team all throughout high school. And then I made a choice in high school between going to college for soccer or for theater. And I chose theater. And uh, that started the whole journey.
0: Wow. Yeah. And what high school did you go to? I mean, what college did you go to?
1: So I ended up going to college at Elon University in North Carolina. I had a fabulous four years there. I learned a lot about Meisner and listening and responding and taking in your scene partner and taking risks, and it built a lot of my confidence there. And it launched me. Wow! So if we're gonna go through the, I don't know if you want me to take you through the whole journey. It's just yeah, we're here. We're here for your life. So, um, so at Elon, I learned about different theater conferences, like audition theater conferences, and. Through those theater conferences like SETC and NETC, I started landing my very first summer stock theater jobs. I went to Peterborough Players in New Hampshire. That was my first professional Um, Like season. Um, My first professional job was my senior year of college where I did hair. I was HUD and hair. and I made $300 to do the entire production. I thought it was awesome. Um, (laughs) But right after college, I went to the Peterborough Players in New Hampshire for a summer. And then I did a year of acting internship at Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park, which was a Tony Award winning regional theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. And after the end of that summer and that season, I had—I was really close to my equity points, and I was my big goal was joining Equity before I moved to the city. And I stuck around in Cincinnati just a little bit longer to do one more production um, with Cincinnati Plus in the Park. And when I did that production for with Cincinnati Plus in the Park, I also got offered a, a role as a lead role in my at my first regional theater at a place called. Ensemble Theater of Cincinnati in a play called The Whipping Man. And then after that, I moved to New York City. And, and then I've been in New York City now about almost seven or eight years.
0: That is so awesome. Chipping away. You yeah. were very successful. I mean, like you were just back to back to back to back. And That doesn't happen to everyone, so that's amazing.
1: Oh, thank you, yeah, it was yeah. a lot.
0: That's really great. So, um, I wanted to ask you, what is the lesson that has taken you the longest to learn?
1: The lesson that has taken me the longest to learn. This is one I still have to wrangle with because the lesson isn't always, it doesn't always feel good to be real about, but the big lesson is not spreading yourself too thin. Um, And the, the reality is, is you can't do everything all the time, right? I have a a number of creative ideas that I'd like to be putting into play right now. And I have to choose <laughs> where I want to focus my energy. And it's frustrating because I'm like, Oh, I have a great idea for this script or I have this great idea for this book. And I have this great idea for uh, a business that would give people like a post-apocalyptic experience, like a sleep no more or something. I have all these different mm-hmm. ideas and um, I can only act, I can only act on one. And the, and the, The thing that I've learned over time that I keep having to learn is that life is kind of, it has, I'm trying to think of what is a great metaphor, but if it were an onion and you have all the layers to the onion and I like, I I don't, people don't love peeling layers to onion. So think if the onion was a delightful uh, experience, that's what it's like all the good stuff gets is towards the bottom and, and you and to get towards the bottom you have to spend a lot of time and a lot of focus there and if you spread yourself too thin you know what's a great metaphor it's like growing roots of a tree you know and and, and the roots get stronger like where they get watered and you have some roots that are shallower than others but if you want to get a really strong like the roots that matter are the ones that are in deep that are really fortified. The ones that keep the tree there during hurricane season in Louisiana are the ones that are really deep. And to get really deep, you have to spend a lot of time and a lot of focus. And I'm pretty deep in the acting category right now. Like I said, it, it was it's around eight eight years now in New York. And before that, I did college four years. And before that, I did two years in a theater in high school. So I'm pretty deep in at that point. And now it's getting good. Now I'm having great roles. I'm now the money is flowing now. Um, I get to to be asked to do huge things on bigger platforms and that's getting better and better the deeper and deeper I go but that takes time and dedication and if I spread myself too thin I don't get to enjoy the 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 really rich stuff that comes from going really deep
0: yeah the fruits of your labor yeah Mm
2: -hmm. yeah exactly
0: and like you talking about having roots and stuff like that It's, it's all about like that harvest right so like yeah. so many people want the fruit they want the fruit they want the fruit but they don't realize <laughs> that like a tree takes time like a baby
2: yeah
0: a baby is born in nine months not like in a day you know like things take time and think there's beauty in time and there's beauty in progress and like if you think about the success it's so much more delicious when mm. you had to work for it you know like yeah. it's just that much more gratifying and emotional and because it's like you you really have to test yourself to see it's like it just in anything not just acting or it's like there's anything you know if you really want something you're gonna have to work for it and so I think um yeah like I love that analogy you gave about like the roots and you know like even there's times for me where I get frustrated because I'm not where I want to be or I'll be like oh but I want to be over here and it's like but I have to take three steps back and be like okay but three years ago like I didn't have this solid foundation okay it's like okay now like you know where you're heading. Like you have a game plan. Like if you look yes. at it, it's like I've built, all right, maybe like three levels of a building and it's going to take mm-hmm. some time to like get there, but like, it doesn't happen overnight. And like, you know what I mean? I think like, I do happen- know what you
1: mean. And you do have a very clear, you said three levels. And I was going to say, I feel like you do have a very clear three things that I catch you doing, at least through <laughs> social media. You've got your, your acting channel. You've got your, um, your healthy lifestyle channel you're kind of like a lifestyle brand on Instagram and now I know you have this podcast and I'm thinking you you kind of are you're you're a fully booked woman, right? So so and that's how I feel sometimes is uh you kind of have to you, you you have to be mindful about what you take on so mm-hmm. that you can do it to the best of your ability. And I got that from I think Tyler Perry has a video where he talks about that. He he's sitting in his nice living room and I think he's about to eat popcorn or something and he's like if you, you just need to pick one thing one thing and i'm not even doing a great like impression of him but i just remember how it felt it was like one thing and he kind of smiles and he's like you water that seed and you water that one plant you know and he 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 connects he's very spiritual and connects it to god and i remember having like that image is really in my mind and he definitely did that he planted his one thing and watered it over and over and over again and now he's I think at one point in the last 10 years, he was the richest man in all of Hollywood, which I thought was kind of incredible. Um, And if you look at him now, you would think, oh, he has all this, this massive empire. He has all these different movies. He has his own studios. He has all these things. But when he was getting started, he was really watering one thing. And now Mm -hmm. that one big tree that he's, he created like, drops saplings around that tree. And then they sprout trees and they drop saplings around those trees. And then, so now he's got like a forest, <laughs> but yeah. it came from watering the one thing.
0: And do you feel like, like you were saying, since this is a lesson that's taking you the longest to learn, are you saying that you're not good at that? Like, you're not good at focusing on one thing? Or do you feel like, cause like for me, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a good multitasker and it's funny because like, I'll break down my life into categories, like, even sometimes on paper, and I'll be like, okay, yeah. fitness, girl, you need to work on it. Um, like, and then I have, like, another one, like, financial, like, okay, doing good, got to pay debit off. Like, then yeah. my career, it's like, you should be doing more of this, but, like, you're doing good. And Like, relationship, it's like, it's perfect. Like, <laughs> you're good. Like, might as well take, like, a, like a three-month, like, hiatus on this ah! <laughs> <laughs> like don't focus on another area. Like that's just good.
1: Like okay. okay,
0: uh relationship with family, like should call my grandma more. Like, do you do that for yourself? Well, or first
1: you- of all, I want your relationship coaching <laughs> so that I can figure out oh. what you're doing that lets you take three months off. But <laughs> we're,
0: we're <laughs> solid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's great. Um, yeah, that's inspiring. Um, but I I love your quad I love your not quadrants because you actually had five, but I love your sectors. Because mm-hmm. there are certain things that when I say the one thing, I'm primarily saying the one thing that you, you, you like the one dream. You really, you you can't have, and by saying one, and what I mean by one dream, I mean in the career section. Right. The career, the career section, the, the dream career section. Um, you absolutely can't skimp on the health section or the career section almost becomes, pointless you can't really skimp on the finance section to a point like those two things have to be working at a certain level for anything else to function at all so those two come first honestly and then the next ones are kind of sweeteners depending on like what you have um some people have great relationships with their family i know you do based off all the videos i see you dancing with like grandma and abuelita all these, all these things, abuela and all this stuff so and then um you and romance as you've already said seems to be doing really well um and then career but in the career thing it's just my belief that you can really only focus on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you, the more you dilute that focus, the less powerful you you tend to be. That's not to say that you can't be prolific. For example, if you're like a filmmaker and you've got like three films out this three short films out this year or five, you know, but you, it's, it would be hard for you to do three feature films in one year, just because of the amount of focus that they require, you know, um, as the, as the filmmaker, an actor could do that. But like, as the director, it would, Just because of the amount of time and intense focus that it requires, you can't do that. So, depending on the projects, they just demand focus. And when you want to do really great big things, they require a great demand of focus.
2: Yeah, they do. That's
1: just what I've found. Yeah, you could you could theoretically sacrifice one of those other sections you talked about. Like you could, some people could be like, okay, I don't really need a handsome Rob in my life or a handsome Liz in my life and and I'm willing to like sacrifice that to make more time. But that's like a that's a personal choice. And and there's only so much of that you can do before you run out of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And that's so funny you say that because my last episode was with also an actress and her and I talked about um having blinders. And we also talked about like being a human first and talked about like how we both have this fear that we're not fun anymore. Like we're not fun people. And like, I just want to <laughs> know, like, do you ever feel that like your intense focus, does that, is that ever a negative for you? Or do you feel like, no, having your blinders, it's great. Like you feel you're okay. Like do you ever feel like you're missing out on life because you have your blinders or do you feel like you're I, good at like still enjoying moments? And
1: I absolutely feel like sometimes I'm missing out. 100%, yeah. like you definitely, and and more now than ever. I'll mm-hmm. tell you when I was in college and the only thing that was really up was Facebook, uh, there would be some, I would go to college parties off like the theater scene or whatever sometimes, but there would be a lot of parties I would just skip and be in my room like, working on my lines or like learning, a, you know, and I was in a production every semester and I had a great time. And I was, I, I would always kind of take a personal satisfaction feeling like, oh, I'm getting ahead while everybody else is partying. However, there's only so much of that you can do um, before it starts to backfire. Like, <laughs> for example, mm-hmm. um, if I, I, I'm in Salt Lake City right now to shoot a high school musical, and I have a lot of downtime. And the biggest challenge I experienced in Salt Lake City is when I'm not shooting, say they only need me one day for the week, and I have six days of free time, but I don't have like a ton of party. I don't have like a ton of friends in Salt Lake City yet. I've only been there for a month. Um, that level, like the level of happiness and emotional like well-being that I experience, kind of takes a drop without having the social interactions that I get to have when I'm in New York City. So there's only so much focus you can do before it does kind of backfire. Mm-hmm. And yes, you will feel like you're missing out more so now than ever because of Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat, all, all of the social media kind of is designed to make you feel like there's something you're missing or something that you need to have immediately. Yeah. That being said, there are times where you just kind of uh, suck it up. <laughs> and be yeah. like, you know, I will have fun. I try to schedule fun in to make sure I have it. And then when you have a partner, a romantic partner, like you, I know you and Rob have a lot of fun. Um, the girl that I'm dating, we have a lot of fun. And I think she does a really good job of inspiring play to make sure I get to be play and be silly and be childish. Um, because those things help you, especially when you're in a creative field. Sometimes dancing silly, like just really ridiculously and silly, sillyly, is that a word?
0: I don't yeah. Know.
1: It can stimulate with the right brain. It can stimulate creativity. You have more fun. And then you want to bring that fun and play to your, to your work. So they are both necessary. I just find that right now in this current age, I think a lot of people Struggle more on the focus side than the play side. That would be my personal opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, just some things that came up when you were when you were saying that. It's so funny because just the other day I had like a really bad case of FOMO because um, my brother came into town and he went to Ultra, which is like a music festival that happens here in Miami, and it's been happening for many years. And when i was younger like i was highly influenced by my brother because we lived together so he was all about like ultra and like music festivals and like let's go party and all his friends were like that was their thing and i only hung is out he with the his older friends older brother is he yeah. the older
1: brother yeah
0: yeah and so we only hung out with like his friends so i was like highly influenced by his friends it was like the cool thing to do right uh-huh. i was always at the music festivals <laughs> but then as as i've gotten older i've kind of been like it's just not my thing. Like, I don't want to spend the money I like rather have like focus on other things. Like sometimes the vibe isn't good. Cause everybody's just like doing drugs. And like, I get really anxious like around that. Cause I'm like, it kind of like messes with my moral compass. And I'm like, I don't really want to do this. Um, yeah. or like be around that, and, like mess with me. And it's so funny because, um, my boyfriend just recently got into like paintballing and he like spent the day with his friends, which I was like really happy for him. But like, you know, obviously like weekends, like it's a lot of like I get a lot of intention, you know, and so I didn't have that. And then I have like uh, social media and like my brother's partying and then I'm over here like working from home. Yeah. And then like finally, like my partner comes home around like six o'clock. And then my I had spent like an hour with my brother. We got lunch and he was like telling me how much, how much fun he had. And my partner came and was like telling me how much fun he had. And then I was just like crying. Oh no! I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, there's something wrong with me. Like, I just feel like, like upset. I feel sad. And then he's like, like, we have FOMO. And I was like, oh wow. And it was like this, like comparison that I was like getting into of like looking at everybody else having fun. And but but then when it came down to it, he's like, okay, like we're gonna go out tonight. I was like, I want to go out. Like, right. Like, I didn't want to, but I just wanted to because everyone else was doing it, and then...
1: And were you seeing it on their social media, too? Yeah, like, I would see, like...
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, like, and then the thing is, it's, like, I'm a huge people person, and, like, I love Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. and so, like, when I know that my friends are all at, like, one place, and I'm not there, I'm like, I, like, missed out on, like, saying hi to this friend and this person, and, like, I just love people so much that, like, if Rob is with, like, his friends that actually are also my friends, I'm like, I'm not there with them, or like my brothers, like with all these childhood friends that we grew up with, and I'm not with them. Like it makes me sad, but not because of the partying. It's just sad because like I'm not with my friends. <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. But you now
1: know. you actually know you're not with them while it's happening, and it used to be that like you would find out later and. So at least in that period of time, <laughs> you can be focused on what's actually important to you at that moment, which you were trying to work, but now you're working and you're, it's a little harder now. I will say the rule I try to use is it's not necessarily about like quantity of social engagement. I just try to choose a couple of high quality people um, and make sure I see them. And then I might take a risk like once a week and, and, and try some new people. Yeah. Um, but I find I, I see that can be, be a barrier to success too when people feel like they have to be socially available for every single friend every single day and then they just never accomplish their thing you know yeah that's a absolutely. tough one
2: <laughs>
0: absolutely but and, and it's so funny because like my brother is the type of person that he's like he struggles with no the word no and I like, <laughs> for me growing up like my nose solid (laughs) and then when I was growing up they were like Liz you're so selfish and I was like nah I just got I just have my time like managed and my brother Mm -hmm. was like a yes man and so it was like he had to pick everybody up and he had to do all the tests and he had to do all that stuff he's like why Mm -hmm. does everybody throw it on me I was like well why do you keep
1: saying yes yeah learning to say no is a tough one isn't it I love that you're good at it
0: it's a disease to please which is funny because it was Oprah's like that's, that's Oprah's like biggest lesson that's taken her to learn is, is her, she has a disease to please. So Oprah will say yes to no matter what. And so like, even if it's finances, if she didn't want to give, people would just ask her, like, can you give to this charity? Cause you're Oprah. And it's like, no, like, I don't want to <laughs> give all my money away. And so it's been her lesson that's taken her the longest to learn is like that disease to please of just like saying no, yeah, yeah. which a lot of people can't do it's not as easy for them
1: i'm taking that this away uh the lesson of learning to say no i love that i'm gonna take that with me learning to say no also yeah this is good this is good i'm getting (laughs) stuff out of this
0: oh i'm so glad all right so we're moving on to our next question and it is going to be what is the best habits that you are proud of and that you think others can benefit from so that can be anything whatever that means to you
1: I would say here's the number one habit that I've been doing that I think others can benefit from is I started doing a gratitude journal maybe in October of last year. So now I'm, I'm or at the end of October. It's been about six months. I think I've hit about six months. And what I do with the gratitude journal is every day – I,
2: I don't have it here.
1: But every day I will open it up. And uh, I learned this one from uh, Bob Proctor. But every day I will open it up and I'll write it the date, and then I'll write, I am grateful for, and then I'll do ten. one, and then I'll say, like, today, what would I be? I'll use whatever it was yesterday. Now I have to think about where it was yesterday. I am grateful that my girlfriend accompanied me on an ice cream run last night where we went and got ice cream. You know, just like, a, that'll be the quick thing. And number two, I'm so grateful for the ability to have conversations online. You know, and I'll just go, I'll do ten. Um, I do that every day, and then after I do ten, I listen f- inside for something or someone that might be aggravating me or frustrating me. Sometimes it's me, um, sometimes it's a friend, sometimes it's a, an account, sometimes it's the people who didn't choose me for the audition, or, or sometimes it's uh, a, a politician or something. But I, I usually have one to two, and then I make myself send love to whoever it is that's frustrating me. And I do that every day. That has changed my mental habit, like the mental thought pattern habit, because they say that almost 95% of the thoughts that you have are, are, un, are thoughts you've had before. So you only get 5% new ones. If you can train yourself to be thinking good thoughts more consistently, you'll benefit the health benefits and mental benefits of thinking good thoughts more consistently. So that's the one I do. And then it makes you feel rich. I've noticed it makes you realize like how good your life is. And it, I don't do it. I don't do it to disacknowledge frustrations that I have. Again, there's like a a whole section there where I acknowledge the people that are annoying me or things that are annoying me. But it really does a lot to remind me, like, yo, I got it really good. Like, I had all the money to do all the things I wanted to do yesterday. Um, I have a, a dope girlfriend. I got to wear really cool clothes yesterday. All the food I'm eating is delicious. I can, you know, like, I'm doing all of these great things. And I believe that when you write down what you're grateful for consistently, it kind of transmits An energy to, to to, like, I think you have an episode of manifestation, but I think it's a really important part of manifestation when you're in a grateful state, it tends to attract more things that you would naturally be grateful for. So all of these reasons, but that's my number one thing, the habit that I've gotten into in the last six months that I think has been the most helpful for me. I
0: love that so much. Like I'm all about gratitude. Like I, and I mean, I'm not all about it in the sense that like I'm good about it every day, but I love I love talking about gratitude and it does change your life and like just it's so funny because there's a book, um, You Are a Badass and she talks about mm-hmm. like, like gratitude and she talks about like source energy as like God, but like she calls them source energy or like universe, right. like whatever people want to call it. But it's mm-hmm. like she always says like you're raising your frequency. And when you raise when you're at a high frequency, then you're closer connected to source energy and therefore like you attract more positive things at a higher frequency. So it's like for example, if I'm in more gratitude, in more gratitude, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm in a high, I'm high. Like you said, I feel rich. I feel so like abundant of all these things that I have. It's like, Whoa, I have so much that -hmm. it's just like, you're in this high that it's like you're positive. And so more things you're attracting more things to you because you're at this high frequency. Whereas like, if you're ungrateful and like, ungrateful is such a thing like it's so funny when i was younger my mom would always be like you're so ungrateful And I like,
2: <laughs> talking about but i know you, just, you know
1: it
0: was just like you're such an ungrateful little
2: and it
1: kind of does a weird thing because then you like start wanting to be ungrateful because you don't want to be grateful to please your mom like... Yeah,
0: exactly. it's like i am um but like it's so true because like when like it's so funny that you said that because for me Like, obviously, I've shared, like, my faith and stuff like that and my faith journeys online and stuff. And um, I never really prayed. Like, I was never really much of a prayer or anything like that. But what I do at night lately, and it's kind of similar to, like, this gratitude. And I do write, like, what I'm grateful for all will journal and just talk about, like, my day um when I pray I'll just like sit there and I like close my eyes and I'll be like thank you God for that and it's all thank yous. it's just like a list yeah. of thank yous and it's yeah. funny because like Rob and I are on the same bed and like sometimes he's like yo can you like wrap it up you've been thanking me <laughs> for 10 minutes <laughs> and sometimes I'll like let him know I have a lot of thank yous today and they're like the most simple things, like. That is it, so adorable. But it's so true because there's and, and you went on this like grateful high on social media where you're like. Oh, oh yeah. I'm thankful for clothes. I'm thankful for laundry. I'm thankful for roof. I'm thankful for like bed sheets. I'm thankful for like the basement. I'm thankful yeah. for the washer, for the sink, for the dishwasher, for my co-. like. it's I just did like You did, <laughs> and I loved it. I like lived for that because like for me it's like, I just say thank you for like the most simple like I'm thankful for air conditioning. Like I'm thankful mm. for like. I like there's just so like for deodorant for life mm-hmm. for a breath like the fact that I can go to sleep and my body knows what it's doing without me like yeah. you got this you know like yeah. I don't need to and it's just like I'm grateful for another day like I know so much so many of my friends that like just they're no longer here and it's just like I am like I have a purpose yeah. like God still has a plan for me and so like that to me is just like the fact that like I was even created the fact that I was yeah. even created like I could have just never been created and I am and I get to enjoy life and I have a body and I'm I'm really good looking too so that like helps you hey. know like, like, all the, like I look at it and then I get on this like
2: gratitude hover it's like yo
0: I'm set like I'm good like I have everything I need yes, but I think like gratitude is just like this awesome thing where it's like you could just always be a little bit more grateful, you know, and.
1: Oh, always. Yeah. You can, get, you can, get like, you can apparently say thank you for 25 minutes, just chilling in your bed with like your loved one. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. I feel
1: like that's uh there's this little quick, I forget where this line is from. I think it's from the science of getting rich or. Some audio that I listen to, but they they say the process of gratitude draws you closer to God or the universe. I think Jen Sincero is talking about this too.
2: Yeah. And the law
1: the law is like draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. So like as you move towards the the higher vibration, like the things that are in higher vibration come towards you. It's like it's like a, a spiritual law. So for all of these reasons, gratitude is delightful. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I love that so much because like, you know, you, you to me, like the reason why I'm doing shine bright with this little side note and like i've Mm -hmm. talked about in my other episodes is because i feel like when i first started it i felt like i need to get into service more because i was constantly asking because i'm an actress so i'm constantly asking 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 but i realized i'm not serving the world like how can i best give back and so i realized if i did a podcast and it was weird it was just like an instant thing was like just do that you have like i And I know that you share the same thing because we're both Scorpios and like, we love like personal development. Like we love success. Like we love like just like personal growth and ourselves, you know? And so um, I was like, I really want to do a podcast that is obviously helping people not feel alone. And that's like number one. Like I always have this thing and like a, like a call for my life is never let anyone feel like they're alone never let anyone feel like they're in darkness like if they're in darkness bring them light like i always have this like i have and i and i trace it back to like the beginning of my life even so like i don't know if you've ever done like a start with why um yes,
1: discovery
0: oh uh, uh, it's Steve like
2: Covey? S-
0: i think it's like s- no it's simon Sinek. it's simon Sinek. oh
1: wow <laughs> i'm thinking of the i think i'm thinking of seven highly effective habits. Okay, well, I'll um, check yes, that yes. One out. Yes. <laughs> yes, that one's different. Okay, yes. No, yes. Simon Sinek, he has the great Sinek. talk yeah. Start with why.
0: Yeah, right. and so it's so funny because there's this woman named Jen Waldman and she's in New York City. And um she's she has her own studio and she also does like start with why for actors. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much the start with why process is like they make you recollect like stories from your life, like impactful moments in your life that you can remember like 10 different stories and just tell that story and why they were impactful and then you have a partner so like I'm listening to you tell me these stories and so while I'm listening to you I'm writing everything down like things that I'm noticing and I can I can just keep asking you questions it's like um like why did you feel like that or why did that like it's very open-ended but it's like not intrusive it's more like I'm just a listener and you're just giving me and at the end of like these 10 stories there's a, amount of words that you've kind of reused like and so for me I kept saying like I really want to help that person I really want to help them find their purpose I just wanted them to see the light I didn't understand why they were hurting themselves or like so it's like all of my stories that have kind of shaped who I am have always gone back to that like helping and, and being a light source and being that stuff so it's like it's interesting because when you start with why and the whole concept of starting with why, instead of saying like, okay, how can I do that? Or what do you do? Most people ask like, Oh, what do you do? Oh, well, I'm a carpenter or I'm an actor, but nobody asks you, why do you do what you do? And so start with why is all about figure out what it is that like, why you do what you do. Why do you wake up in the morning? Why do you want to serve? Like, why do I want to be a light source? And then you figure out like, what it is you're, I mean how you're gonna do it and then what it is that you're gonna do or what you're gonna do and then how you're gonna do it but it's like this amazing thing and it like changes your life a little bit because then you come up with like your why statement and then everything you do is like you're starting from why so it's like okay mine was like I'm a light source and so it's like I don't remember what it was but it was something about like being of service and being a light source and so now everything you do you lead from this like this why I don't know why. I kind I of started it.
1: talking about it. I, This raises a question that I have, but maybe I'm going to save it for the end.
0: You can do it
2: now because what if we don't? Okay. Know-
1: so, So the question I have is, I, I definitely see how a desire to be a light is at the center of almost everything that you do, that I've seen you do, from the way that I met you at that group of friends and the way you talk, to the way you light up when you talk to people or you light up when you get excited about things. Um, to even some of the acting projects I've seen you do, I, I know that you shine a light on this, um, like a uh, car salesmanship place, or you shine a light on this um, place about what it is to be like a young mother, or you sign up like, so I've noticed that's what is at your core. My question is, connected to the shadow of elizabeth Mm -hmm. um and i feel like because i I, maybe you can relate to this maybe because we're both scorpios i don't know but (laughs) i found that i have a huge desire to be in the light all the time but there is a shadow side or a dark stuff there's some darker stuff that i have had to learn to love or learn to be okay with and i i I could even make the metaphor argue that i've brought it into the light but (laughs) but i feel like the the shadow sometimes gets a a bad rap kind of gets like knocked tossed off to the side especially on instagram instagram is all about light like there's no (laughs) there's no shadow sides on instagram can't get too vulnerable you can't get too sad you can't get so i wanted to ask you what your relationship has been like with your shadow side, and how, um, like, is there anything that your shadow side has taught you that you have found to be very valuable?
0: First off, I want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast. <laughs> 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 I'm the captain. I'm I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, great question, Mark. I'm actually going to steal it and start asking others.
2: <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> um, The question was, what is my relationship with my shadow side? side?
1: Yeah, yeah, what's your relationship to your shadow side, and what do you feel it has to teach you?
0: You know, it's so interesting because, like, I don't know if you know this about me as a person, but I was severely abused as a child, so I grew up in a very abusive household. Um, And, like, to the defense of my mom, and my stepdad, which was more of like the abuser. And like my mom as well. Like they, they both did. And like we've had conversations about it. And there was just a lot of things that happened to me, my and my siblings as kids that just you question a lot when you grow up. You're like, that was wrong. And I was also a product of divorce at a really young age. And I, you know, lost I had like all of my great grandparents when I was born and I and my grandparents. And so I only have one left. So I experienced death at a really young age and so it was a lot of um we grew up in a house filled with anxiety. So everybody was really anxious and everybody, you know, um chaos was our norm. And so if I was not in chaos, something was off. And um I think my light started to show up when I realized that I was in a really dark house in a really dark space. And I feel like it was even so hard for me to talk about that as an adult. And it's actually why I started a YouTube channel was because I needed to be a voice for children that didn't have a voice. And, you know, um, just, um, sorry, I like lost my train at that, but yeah, I just remember like my stepdad. And like, I, like I said, like it's so hard sometimes, like, to talk about things because you don't ever want to offend other people. But these have been conversations that have had, have happened. And like my one person show was about like my anxiety and things like that. And my panic attacks and um, my insecurities and all that. So I think that like, like I said, like growing up, my stepdad was very much of like a bully to me in the sense that he was a very like insecure person himself. And, he was very military-like and he wanted to uh, – he showed, like, tough love, I guess you would say, but, like, to his defense and, like, therapy kind of taught me this was, was like, um, it was the way he showed love because it was the way he received it. So, like, him punishing you or him taking away things from you or him doing these things to you was just all he knew how to do. So, like, him giving you this punishment and, like, locking you up, (laughs) like crazy, like we had really crazy punishments that like, they're just questionable. And um, it was just all he he knew. And so for me as a kid, it was really hard because divorce is already hard on children. Um, And so my dad wasn't in my life. And I had a little sister and my stepdad was really different with her because obviously that's his daughter. And so growing up as a little girl, missing your dad and seeing another little girl receive it is the hardest thing you will ever go through. And Mm -hmm. so it was really hard growing up and seeing that. And not only was she receiving all this love, but he was also really mean to me. And so it was like, I had to early on, like, look at myself in the mirror and be like, I got your back. Like, you don't need anyone else, Liz. Cause you got me. And it was the first time, like, and I'm so, and that's why I have so much faith and how I believe in God so much is because he's always been so present in my life. And I just remember like looking at myself in the mirror and like my parents like really, um, they tried to break me in a different kind of way. Like, um, like, so there was like one punishment that was just like really hard and they figured that since I was such a happy child right like and it was like it was a coping mechanism for myself it was like like I said like I would tell myself like if you're happy if you're joyful then that's something no one can ever take from you is your joy and I understood that as as, at your early age and so I was just always happy and skipping and doing my things and I was into dance and cheerleading and in my own world like I would like plaster like magazines all over like the wall and I was so creative and I would like just like so incredibly creative and that like rubbed my stepdad the wrong way like obviously to an extent like I'm sure there were things I did wrong like in his eyes like I don't want to be like I'm just a victim but he was really upset that like any punishment that he was doing was not taking away like you're so happy Why are you still happy? You should be sad because you're punished. So they were like, you only care about your looks. So we're going to cut your hair. And so like they cut my hair to like here. And they took away my hygiene and put it in a box. And like, we're like, you're not going to have any pretty clothes. All of your clothes is going away because that's all you care about. And so what do you do? So you break my self-esteem. And now I'm in middle school. And like, obviously experiencing like bullying and so you're taking you're breaking me and i'm being broken in school because i'm in middle school like and here i am like now like and thankfully i i was such a comedian or like so like i was so good with me because it was like my coping it's like if i'm good with me then like everyone else just has to be you know what i mean it was just like this like and it's funny because um like when i've done like deep analyzing I've noticed that like, I need other people to be happy. I need other people to be in light because if they're not like, I will get upset at my partner if he's not motivating me. Or if like people around me are not in light because I need their light so much that like, if I don't have their light, then I'm not okay. And so it's like, please be in brightness. Like, please be good. Like, please be happy. Like if someone around me is like suffering from depression, it's like, there's only so much I can help you before I start being like, I can't do this. Like I need you to be okay because I will get, I will just like wrap my head around, like, how can I help you? And in turn, like when I did my why statement, they, they were like, do you think it was because you felt like you wish somebody would have done that for you? Mm -hmm. And it was like this, like realization for myself is just like, maybe, maybe it was because I wish that I wish someone would have done that for me. So it was like, And it's so funny, like even just talking about my childhood, like sometimes like, you know, like I'll have other family members or people will be like, oh, why will you talk about that? But it's like, it's your truth and it's okay to talk about. And like I said, like, you know, I don't blame my dad for being absent. I don't blame my mom for like being anxious because she took on a lot. Like she was 23 when she was a mom and like she didn't know what she was doing. So it's like, I see everybody's perspective. But I also have to remember that little girl and like what she had to go through and like not having her dad and like being put through all this shit. And it sucks, but I know why God put me through it is because I wouldn't be who I am today and I wouldn't be able to empathize with kids or just like I'm just so – so different, you know what I mean? If I would have never yeah. gone through that, so I hope that kind of answered that. I that think was-
1: so. If I, I well, first of all, thank you for sharing <laughs> on the co-hosted Mark Sanchezier <laughs> podcast episode. But, I know exactly. Uh, <laughs> but the big, to summarize the thing, I, it sounds like uh, in the shadow stuff that you just shared with us it really develops your empathy for when other people are in a pain that you recognize. And so your desire to be a light comes from uh, trying to be a light for the people that are in that might be in some form of shadow yeah, in true. their own chapter right now. Does
2: that sound like you're Yeah.
0: In? No, it it's, is so true. Uh, yeah. it's so true. It's yeah. like, even when I'm like, I'm I, obviously I'm very spiritual and I know that you're, you know, you have your spirituality too. Like when mm-hmm. I, you know, go to church and stuff like that, or like for me, like, I love being a light for people's darkness. Like, yeah, yes. And I think that that's, that, <laughs> I, think that is, I think that is where it comes from. But it's nice to hear other people, like, see their perspective. I don't know. I feel like.
2: Reflected back at I feel
0: like we're at therapy right now.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but it was good. It's good because, like, it's just nice to, like, talk about those things because sometimes you don't talk about them.
1: But, yeah, um, I didn't know any of that about you. I bet. I wonder if your listeners already knew. We'll find out.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm super excited! <laughs> all right. So actually, one of our next questions—it's is uh, what is something you wish more people knew about you?
2: Oh,
1: what do I wish more people knew about me?
2: Mm, um,
1: that I have the breakdowns that I sometimes. I have all the doubts that I. <laughs> <laughs> that I love eating donuts for breakfast sometimes. That I went on an ice cream run last night for four pints of ice cream. That I, you know, that like my Instagram highlight reel is not my real life, and <laughs> I think that is something that I wish more people knew. Not so. Not to take anything away from my highlights, because I, I, I'm proud of my highlight reel on Instagram. <laughs> But sometimes I think it creates a false expectation in people's lives, and I, I, I it would be cool if they could simultaneously get to celebrate the highlights and also like, be reminded that when they're not being perfect, like that they don't have this idea that I'm perfect. And maybe I'm making up the idea that people view me through a lens of perfection from the outside. But I I feel like especially people that are viewing me through Instagram or that know me peripherally, I think they do have a a layer of, oh, everything is perfect for Mark St. Cyr. So, that's the stuff I wish people knew, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. I feel like, um, I even get, I get guilt, like, if I don't stay with him, like, those parameters like i oh, did yeah. a story yesterday where it's was like okay well i'm eating eggs i hope everybody's okay with that like <laughs> no i don't usually eat eggs or like i usually promote being vegan but i actually had a burger last night
2: and i didn't post about it like
1: yeah it's a big thing it is. authenticity this desire to be authentic and perfect almost like in a way that i feel we hold politicians to a certain extent st- we used to hold politicians to a certain standard of like you can't flip-flop. Even if, like, it's been five years or ten years, they're not allowed to evolve. Whatever they said is who they are. And I feel yeah. I feel like we put that on ourselves now, especially if we're interested in being a light or an influencer of some kind on a huge platform. So that's the stuff I, I sometimes wish people would see. Um, if anybody there is thinking, like, well, why don't you post about it? The thing is, is, like, uh, you you might want to hear about it occasionally, but you can't really – you don't actually want me to build like a brand off like imperfection entirely like like (laughs) you want to hear me talk about it but like for whatever reason that's not what performs you know what i mean it's just the reality
0: because they look to you to be this like thing that they need. like because i need you and it's like the interesting thing about being inspiring is that like i need you to like be motivated all the time mark like i need you to be on point all the time so yeah. that way, therefore, you can inspire me to like yeah. step up my game, right?
1: I'm not. Yeah, we don't want we don't hire like a personal trainer to, to then tell us about all the donuts he ate and night before. Like we need the like I need my personal trainer to be like really strict and like on my ass all the time. Like I need yeah. him to be perfect in the area of health. Everything else in his life can be falling apart, but in the area of health, I need him to be perfect. For
2: <sighs> he like
0: me. he like shows you them know? to like your workout today. He's like crying. He's like I just yeah. do thing. He's like excuse me. I didn't pay you for this. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't I need my care. burpees in and you need to push me. I'm uh, no yep. not allowed to cry. That's I'm not is. a therapist.
1: That's, that's what it is. So, you
0: know. I love that so much. Okay. Tell me some of your favorite tools, um, best or favorite tools. Anything. It could be from like anything that you've like done. It doesn't have to be recent.
1: Okay. My favorite tool right now. I just shared this with my girlfriend and she started. I'm so excited about it. It's called a power life script. And I got this one at a Bob practice seminar. I went to six months ago, but what you do is you get in tune with how you want your life to look. Um, I know if you want, you can do things like light candles and play some soothing music and then journal it out. You don't have to, I think sometimes we get a little carried away on trying to do everything so perfectly. I know like when I'm trying to meditate, I'm like, okay, I got to find a perfect nook and will light all these candles. It's like, no, 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 just sit down somewhere, and close your goddamn eyes. Like I don't need just do what you need to do to get the meditation in, you know? Um, but so you write your, your, your life as you'd like to be a script. Um, I have mine. It starts with like, I am so happy and grateful now that, and then you just go, I am so happy and grateful now that I am an actor filmmaker who earns X amount of money every year i create work that does this and this and this for people um i am celebrated in these ways i've won these awards that i um and you try to keep it as much as possible in the present tense um i'm so happy and grateful now that i am doing this I, it's so great to attend these types of events i love working on these types of projects that i get to do my, my most recent movies have done this for people so you do that in the career i also do it with like um, I love dating a woman who understands this about me, who like shows up for me like this, who's got my back like this, who puts her hair looks all good, who loves fitness, who loves like meditation, who's all spiritual. Like I just go into it she is so sexy. It's smart. And da-da-da. so I go into that, you know, and then I talk about my money game, like, yo, how dope is it that I could, if I wanted to, you know what I mean? I just go into it. I go in, I could retire if I wanted to, I could buy a boat, of, you know, just things, things just, just put it all out there um my I I love I'm so happy and grateful that I live inside of my movie star body like my health is great I'm free of addiction so you do all that you go into it get into the feels and then what you do is you record it you 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 read your what you wrote and you record it mine is about four minutes I think my girlfriend's is around like eight minutes right now six minutes you want it to be somewhere between three and ten I don't think you want any longer than ten it it just gets to be too much and then what I do and you and when you record it you record it with, like, a ridiculous amount of enthusiasm. You'd be great at this. You'd be like, yeah. I <laughs> yes. Don't worry, guys. I'm charging. <laughs> I
0: will record your power script for you.
1: Yeah. Well, here's – so here's the You record – I do it in my own voice, and I do it with a ton of enthusiasm. And then at the end of – when I get to the end, I'm like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm living this phenomenal life. And then I'm, like, goofily excited. I'm like, yes! You know, at the end of it. just And what you do is you listen to it every day. You listen to it every day um and it's like three to ten minutes so you can listen to it on the way to the car you can listen she listens to it while she's putting on her makeup just listen to it you know find like a little ritual and you listen to it every day and when it does it gets into your subconscious it kind of you know that why statement you're talking about it kind of reminds you like why you're bothering living today like oh yeah i'm moving towards this thing that i'm listening to great now i know what's i know what's up i know why i'm here on the planet i can move on (laughs) you know i can move forward with purpose and it will subconsciously just start to change your smallest ideas you know like the subconscious ideas you'll start you like the way that i communicate will be different because i'll be thinking of myself as oh i'll be thinking of myself as actor filmmaker or it will remind me like how i want to show up with my girlfriend like if i forgot i'll be like oh yeah i want to show up like this you know like i, I want to go to these kinds of places with her i want to be very receptive to her i want to be encouraging i want to and you know, it just reminds you of any and i will do like a little section where i'll put qualities that i'm claiming like i am healthy wealthy rich abundant sexy playful fun intelligent you know i'm i'm i like claim things that i want to to cultivate and you listen to it every day, it will seep into your subconscious. It's it's effortless, because you just have to like hit play at that point. Um, there's, there's a lot in the creation period, but then you listen to it every day, and then you'll be shocked at how fast some of the stuff starts to manifest, just because you've been listening to it every day, and you've, like, uh, like especially if you're trying to, like ladies, if you're trying to catch a man, fellas, if you're trying to catch a lady, you know? Like if you get really clear on what you're looking for, and you listen to it every day, you'll see her. You'll be like, oh oh, oh snap, there she is. That's exactly what I asked for. (laughs) And so you can probably speak to this. Maybe you think, isn't it, I find it to be a huge aphrodisiac, like when the person I'm on a date with knows what the heck they want to do with their life, you know, and they know what their vision is and they've thought about like what they want with their partner. It's great because if they know this and they start telling me like what their vision is for their life and I'm like, oh, I'm not into that vision we can part ways really quickly and I can help and I can like wish them well and get excited for their life. Maybe I'll be their friend because I've got somewhere else in that vision. But like, I think it's really attractive when a girl like knows where she's going and like what she wants and has thought about like how she wants her relationship to fit into her life. And like, has thought about like what, how she wants that to blossom and like bloom and everything. So that is my one tool. The parallel. Power- get up in it, write it down, record it. When you're feeling down, that's why you need to be a little silly, you know? So when you're feeling like, I don't feel like going to this audition, just listen to it. You'll get all like goofy excited while you're listening to it. And um, subconsciously you're communicating it to the universe and the intelligence because you'll be hearing it over and over and over again. It'll change things you do without you having to think about changing them. It's just so powerful. I can't I even, that. it's so simple. But oh, so like
0: I can, I can already tell. Like I'm going to record mine, but... Like that's so funny you say that. I'm all about this kind of thing. Have you read the Miracle Morning?
1: I haven't read the Miracle Morning. I would probably. Oh my love God.
0: I'm gonna gift it to you. I'm gonna get it because you. you know I'm in yeah. the in the in the gifting.
1: I know that's I'm what you're practicing.
0: Practicing more giving, so I will I will get you one. But the Miracle Morning is great. Um, but it talks a lot about that too, like manifestation and um visualization. Um, but what was I gonna say? You were saying something. Well, you talked about the whole like vision thing. Yeah, that's really important to me. Um. It got to a point where it's like, I I can't be friends with people that don't have visions. It's really hard for me to to I get really like and it's so funny because it's like something that comes up inside of me and like it like strings me the wrong way when people it doesn't string me the wrong way. Like I I try my best to help them, but like I don't have like tolerance for people that kind of stay in the same routine and just complain about it. Like I'm very like, well do you really care? Like, do you really want better? Because all you're doing is kind of just like going about and complaining about it. And even when I've tried to give you like, you know, some kind of like guidance or help, like you kind of don't care. And even like, so for like vision, like I agree, like, you know, that's something that like, and obviously Rob, like I'm not supposed to talk about our relationship much. Like, you know, I try to keep some things private, but like, it's been something we've had to work on, you know, because vision is so incredibly important to me. And so like, Even so, like, I will share this just because I want people, I hope people don't have that, like, perfection image of me on social media. And, like, I want people to know that, like, more than anything, like, the reason I can say, oh, check from hiatus from relationship is because it's probably been one of the most things I've had to work on. Like, we work on a relationship, like, really, like, a lot. Um, And vision was a big one for me because, especially because I feel like, I feel like being an actor is a really hard thing because you do have to have those barriers. You do have to have a vision. You do have to have belief. You have to have like faith in in the universe that it will, can give it to you and faith in yourself that you can even achieve such high success. And, you know, like it, it, it's such a hard thing to be an actor. Um, and when I was young, I was like, no, it's not. And now it's like, well, it really is. And I just had a lot of confidence as a kid that it was for me because it was like planted in me. Like how you said, it was like such a turn on to be with someone that has a vision. It's important yeah. to me. And so it was like my partner and I, sometimes we've had moments where we may not have seen, they're not seeing the same vision. And it's a very clear conversation for me where it's not emotional. It's like, do you see the same picture that I see? Because if you don't, we we're not, we cannot move forward. I need you to, I need you to agree that this is what we're working on. I need you to agree that this is where we're heading because if we're not, we cannot move forward together as a unit. And it's important to have that with your partner to just be like, right now, like Rob and I both want to go to New York. Obviously, I really want to be there. And he's, you know, um, getting to a point where he's, you know, working on his advertisement and wants to go, go to New York, you know, and we both want to be there. But when that wasn't a conversation, it became an insecurity for me where it's like, are you the right person? Because are you going to hold me back? because you're not having the conversation of vision. And so it's like, I'm not telling you what my desire is to be over here because I'm scared of losing the love. But, like, then ultimately I start becoming insecure in us because it's like if you don't see my vision, then you might not be the one. So I think, like, vision plays a huge part, and I think it's so
1: important. You're being so vulnerable. Are you vulnerable like this in all your podcasts? I am. am. (laughs) I'm very Um. (laughs) – Well, two things I just wanted to touch on. A, I hope everybody was listening When what you said. It's a turn on when people have visions. So it's not just me. I'm not the only one who's turned on when the girl has a vision. Apparently girls are into it when guys have a vision. So it's great yeah. for everybody. And then um, the second thing is when you're dating, it's okay if the two partners don't, like I, if you're going to date, like you need visions that overlap. They don't have to be the exact same vision, but you need uh, some good overlap. And then you yeah. need to be clear on where it doesn't overlap. Right, And then I think it's always scary when people are in, in relationships, and one partner has like a vision, and the other part that is like maybe like uh let's say kid like here's a big one um kids somewhere like around the, like the third year to like let's say seventh year mark somewhere in there another one's like, ah, kids is like not really in the vision, but I really like dating this person. Can we wait until like the third year like you're gonna cause a lot of pain, you know what I mean' on something big like kids or like where you want to live is a really huge one um you just brought up miami new york that's a really big one so sometimes it's not a bad thing though like sometimes if you get clear that your partner or the person you're dating has a vision that's very different from you you can free them to go pursue their vision and you're free to pursue your vision and it's actually the loving thing to do or you can talk about it and figure out like how do we make these things overlap and it sounds like you guys have like are in that chapter But either way, it's good to have it out in the open.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you say that because when and in my podcast, like season one, I you know, Rob and I had took a break and I talk about that. So Rob knows that like that was out in the universe and people knew about it. But um my brother had consulted me a lot about he's like, you know, Liz, it's okay. Like you both just had two different visions and that's okay and it's loving to like let each other go. And my brother had a friend that um uh this girl really wanted to live in France like i don't know where just like wanted to i think that's the story i might be banking up it was some crazy thing like that she just wanted to go live in France and the guy like wanted to go do something else and they just like parted ways and i think like sometimes And it may come down to like the whole, like, well, when I was growing up, they're like, you're so selfish, but it's like, no, no, like I'm just like really set in like what I want to do. And like, that's what I'm going to do. And like, if you're in my way, like get the fuck out of the way, you know, like, sorry to like curse, but like, I'm very like (laughs) goal orientated or vision intated And this is where I want to go. And if you're in the way, like, I'm literally going to be like move because you're in the way. And I've always been very like confident in where I was heading and. I would always tell people like, yo, I'm heading over here. Like, you want a carpool? Like, cause that's where I'm going. Like, you need be that because that's where I'm going. Yeah. And not every, but then I realized that my vision is a gift and everybody doesn't have that. And when I kind of took a step back to realize, Liz, not everyone is so sure. Like you're so sure that you want to be an actress, but not everyone's so sure what they want to do. And so I realized that I was constantly trying to push vision onto people that just hadn't had their visions yet. And when I was able to take a step back from me pushing my partner to see my same vision, it was really great because then it happened organically and I didn't push him to do something that I wanted him to do. It, and it then in turn, like God, the universe kind of made it happen. And now it's like, wow, like, we're on the same page and now we talk vision in the sense where it's like you said kids where it's like we're both like yo no right like we both like no and then we're like yeah no and then we get like really excited when we do really fun things and we're like yo we can do this for a long ass time like we have no kids we can do this for a long ass time this is fun you know and so like yeah. that talking vision where it's like yeah or he'll be like "Look, i really want to raise my kids in miami like you good with that and i'll be like okay well like hopefully I'll be in a place where I'll be like Eva Longoria chilling. Like she lives in Miami. Yeah. No one cares. They're still going to call her up. Like, so I think it's like vision, like even so, where it's like you can ca- just be talking and be like, Hey, are you yeah. good with this? Are you good with that? So I, yeah. And I think vision is huge.
1: It's huge. And it's the loving thing to do. Like it's loving for yourself. It's loving for them if it's not an overlap and I, you know, no, I mean I could sit, I could be on that one for a long time. <laughs> so
0: Well, I think I think I think it's incredibly important. So I'm glad you brought it up. And okay. So let's go into this question right here. Um, what is advice you would give your younger self?
1: <sighs> Goodness. <laughs>
0: Just okay. take a little picture of Mark. <laughs> I know. And you have him. How old am I?
1: You. How old am I?
0: Which is the one that you need you think you need to talk to
1: probably like the fourteen something like thirteen fourteen something like that and then be, and, and there's two versions there's like the thirteen fourteen, and then there's like the eighteen and twenty one version of me okay
2: talk to, um talk to okay what?
1: so so there's a there's a thing that i you know the first part is like whatever whenever you feel weird or other than or like, not normal or unaccepted, or like something on you is broken. <laughs> I, w- I, I would, the thing I would want for him to know is that, like, hey, hey, baby, you were born this way. Like, love yourself, like, <laughs> yeah. have a good time with it. This thing that's giving you so much pain is also the thing that can bring you so much joy and fun. And, um, that would be the first one is like, Hey, the things that you are judging yourself for that you're scared of, that you think are weird or unacceptable. Um, m- 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 like you can love and work and play with all of that. And I think that's what she just says. Um, the people who mind don't matter and the people who matter don't mind. So that's the first one. Um, and then, you know, the first one is it gets easier Like as you get older, when you're, when you're younger, you have so little control over, where you live, who are your friends, like the people surrounding you? like I was in Louisiana, which is like a, a very um conservative and and the majority of the people uh, around me were white and they were they were lovely people. a lot of them are really great I, I had a great time I'm actually really grateful for that experience because I think it's given me a lot of um, empathy in ways that I think people that grew up in the north don't necessarily have for people from the south so but uh There was a lot of me feeling like other feeling like the token kid feeling like not acceptable feeling like not good enough to date that person feeling like you know, so there's a lot of stuff from being the only and so I would say like, hey, as you get more as you get older, you're gonna get more freedom. This is where you are is not who you are. And and love yourself for those things that you think are weird because like the people who matter don't mind and the people that mind don't matter. So that's the first part. And the second part um, is for me when I'm around like 18 and 22. And it's like, Hey, listen, you're very good at what you do. You are clearly going to be a star, <laughs> but don't sleep on yourself. You ain't as good as you think you are. Please find some help. You know what I mean? Like you are better than everybody around you. I got it, <laughs> but, but you need to get better. And like, you need to consistently you just get okay with the fact that you always need to be getting better. You know, and don't, don't hate about it, just, just be about it. Just be like, yo, I need to get better. Um, and find people who are playing at the level that you wanna play at and start playing with them as quickly as possible. All these high school musical kids, man they play at a really high level like already you know what i mean and they've been in they're surrounded by people that play at a high level already so they're used to playing at a really high level i wasn't playing at that level when i was 16 or 18 you know Mm -hmm. partially because i was just in lafayette louisiana so i didn't have um all of it, los angeles around me to play with (laughs) but um as soon as you can and whatever it is you're trying to do try to play with the people that are at the level you want to play at if it's a sport try to get around the pros as quickly as possible, like as very, as soon as possible. Like if you're five for whatever reason and your parents have this podcast on (laughs) and you know you want to be like a ballet dancer, you need to like, honestly, if that's, if you know, you need to hang out with um, professional ballet dancers at like the company and then potentially like the best in the country, you know, like that's the key I find. Hang out with people who are playing at the level you want to play. Uh, love yourself for all those things that you think are weird about yourself. Um, It's not that big
2: a deal. I love that. Those are the two.
0: That's so funny because so when I met you guys like at the park, Uh I wrote about it in my gratitude journal when I got home because I felt like it was a message from God that I was like on the right track because all of y'all were like, Wait, it's Great ABC Showcase. We're serious regulars. We're this, we're that. And I'm like, you guys are what? <laughs> like every time I hang around actors, I'm like throwing down the biz. This is your brand. This is what you could be doing. And I'm like hanging around with you guys. I'm like, I'm like tell Jake. And I'm like, he says something. I'm like, no, but that's so good because like you're super castable. He's like, but why do you think that? And I'm like. God, why is he asking me this? And he's like, "No, no, because like you're like it's really like I actually want to know why do you think that like that feedback is like something that I find like good for me." And I remember like, "Why
1: do you think he's super castable, or why do you think that you were super castable?" No,
0: no, no, no. I was telling him like you're super castable. Like you're telling, you him just have that. yeah, it was something like you have such a good look. You're like you're super. He's like, "But why do you think?" For everybody
1: that? who doesn't know, he's currently a series regular on Single Parents on ABC. Yeah. yeah. So-, <laughs> and, <laughs> so she was. And, this, here, is, like- and this
0: is before, <laughs> and this is before I think he went to shoot um because it was like the summer board. I think he was like about to go and then I remember like it was such a cool night too like we like had cancels out and it was so fun and I remember like I just remember like you guys all talking about like who your managers were and they're like oh yeah he's like and then like Jake's like yeah they're the best <laughs> and then they're, they're the best <laughs> in the U.S. and I'm like yo these are the people I need to hit up like what's that magic name? <laughs> yeah. and you're like looking through my documents you're like oh this is good but like Liz like your website, like, I don't like this picture, like, you should do this, and I, like, literally took your advice, I was like, okay, so I was like, (laughs) anything that you guys did, like, for me, you guys were, like, like, the coolest people I had met, and it was just, like, all in one night, because you guys, you guys were already at that frequency, and so for me, it was like, wow, those are the people I want to hang out with more, because you guys are talking that language, and even more so, like, in a, in an even more, um, It's a different language. It really was. Like, just the way you guys were talking about, like, your auditions or, cause you guys were already going out for, like, series regs or, you know, reoccurring and all this stuff, where it's like, I don't have a co star. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm still not there and I'm training and I'm trying to get there. And then I remember you being like, oh, like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, well, like, you're significantly younger. Like, you know, I'm like 24. So I'm like, you know, you're like, don't worry. Like, you're on the right path. I didn't realize.
2: Yeah, we got a head start on you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I didn't realize you were so young, but it's like, Okay, but it was just so nice, like and it for me it was like a moment of be like, damn, like God put these people in my path because he's like, these are the people I want you to be around. Like these are the people that like you're gonna be around. And so like whenever I'm in those situations, I'm like, no, yeah, like these are the people I need to be around. But like you just even saying about being around the pros and like all of that, it's true, because they're talking a different language. And if you start hanging around them, you're gonna talk that language and you're just gonna be in that you're playing the same field, yeah. you know? Even if you're yeah. the water boy.
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever, like if I, like soccer, if I could start over and do soccer again, if I was serious, like if I was serious, I didn't know I was serious, I was first just doing it because it was like a good thing to do, like to be on a team sports, it was healthy, it was about team building, it's just like community, blah, 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 but if I was serious, and I was eight, and I was good at eight, but I didn't have like skill skills, I was already starting to fall behind on like a world scale. I was serious. I was that parent, and he told me, like, he wanted to be a thing. Like, you probably need to move to Europe, you know, and, like, go to the camps that the European kids go to because they're the best. They, I mean, there's some um, Latin kind of like, Real Madrid and Barcelona have some great ones. But I don't speak Spanish, so um, I would choose the English one. <laughs> but um, – and, and if you can't move to England, you know, move to a city that has an MLS team and go to their camps, you know what I mean? Because they at least host uh, games with the English players and everything. But the best in the world are um, the Premier League in England, and then like uh, the Real Madrid Barcelona League is the other top, the Euro Cup and everything like that. So But yeah, the best, the best. That's where, and that's where you go. You go, you hang out, you play. They're speaking a different language t- that you realize. I mean, there are things you don't even, like in soccer, soccer's a great one for me because I know enough about it to no, know I didn't know, but. I remember there was a point where I realized how much communication was happening on a soccer field. Like, like, uh, like wing, wing, side, side, overlap, overlap. I got there. I got my man. Cover, 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 like fill it, fill it. You know, like all this stuff that's happening that like, I remember between age like five and 13, people weren't really talking like that. You were just kind of playing on your own. And then like you, you start playing like to the higher and higher levels and you realize like people are chattering the whole time because everybody needs information to like Maintain the formation. If someone's going on attack, like somebody has to call out. The goalie is making sure everybody on defense is being held accountable. You know what I mean? Constantly shouting at people, calling people names, like getting on people's ass if they mess up. You know what I mean? Like
2: yeah. there's like a
1: huge amount of chatter going on that you like. If you stayed at the recreational level and losing, never would know. It's really like basic stuff that you just wouldn't know, or um, like catching people off sides in a trap. Just things like very advanced things that, like you said, we were talking a different language. Um, If I moved to England and started playing with the kids that wanted to be pro, like it's a different language, different vibration. So whatever it is you're trying to do, try to hang out with the people that are doing it at the level you want to do it as quickly as possible.
0: I think that's That's solid advice, even to younger self or just like to anyone, even right now. Um, Talking about that, uh, who are your role models?
1: My role models? um, You know, I think Barack Obama, (laughs) Uh, President Barack Obama (laughs) and Michelle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're real great and uh yeah um who else
2: <laughs> this is his impersonation
1: moment. <laughs> <laughs> who else is really good um i would get really inspired by people like role models let's see i get really inspired by people like uh jordan peele right now i'm really i get really inspired by him um i think i get a lot of wisdom off oprah we brought her up anytime i watch an Oprah thing i get a ton of wisdom you know um if i said like there's maybe three people that i notice i get a lot a ton out of is um the rock gives me a lot the rock gives me a ton um just on the on the terms of consistency charisma joy strength but also vulnerability and his work ethic i can say this about the rock (laughs) Because <laughs> he's not going to care. Uh-huh. But when he first started um, trying to act on on screen, like in movies like Scorpion King, he wasn't technically that skilled. But he, you could tell he was putting 100% of his effort into the Scorpion King. Like, he was not trying to, like, coast. He was putting everything he had on being as good as he possibly could be um, on his first couple of movies, right? And now... I see him in some things. And I'm like, yo, the rock is legitimately very good. Like skilled. Like I just saw him in like CIA recently with Kevin Hart, where he's playing like a, a, a dork, um, who, who then becomes the rock like he, but when he was like in high school, he was like this fat, like chubby, silly character. And so he's playing like a dork in, in the rock's body and he's doing an excellent job at it. He's actually like vulnerable and funny and heartbreaking. And I'm just like, and it's, you know, it's a comedy and you could take it for granted or if you want to, but man, he worked so hard to get good at that skill. And, uh, and so I, I just, and now he has like an, an empire. <laughs> um, him, I get inspired off Kevin Hart too, because I think Kevin Hart, one of the things that I think is most, uh, that is really powerful. And, and if you're going to try to do something that no one's ever done is having a great sense of humor about yourself. Um, it makes people really resilient. Um, like, my previous girlfriend or whatever was telling me a story about how she, like, tripped on the sidewalk recently. And it was, like, this really terrible trip where, like, like, soda went up her nose. And she fell in slow motion awkwardly in front of, like, a pavilion full of, like, Los Angelinos and stuff. And she was laughing about <laughs> it. And I was like, you know, like, a weaker person would be, like, calling me and complaining and being so upset and distraught and embarrassed. But like you're here laughing about it and talking and like and like mining the story for the comedic gold in it and having a good time about it. It's, it takes strength to find humor in your humanity and your weakness moments and your silliness. And it makes and it, it allows you to persevere. And I think Kevin Hart's always poked fun at himself and allows him to be po- po- poked fun at a lot of the time. And um and he, I, one of the things I also admire about him is he's made mistakes and I think he's, he does a really good job of like owning them and trying to do better. And, uh, but those are the two, he's also like a fitness junkie. I'm into fitness people like The Rock and Kevin Hart. Um, so those are the people. Uh, Obama, The Rock, Kevin Hart, fitness <gasps> people. Into fitness, you're
0: like, yeah, absolutely. You
1: know, it's, um, it's, yeah. It's,
0: it's good to have those people that you, like, admire. Like, I'm, like, all, like, J-Lo all the way. Oh,
2: yeah. Love oh, I can see J-Lo it. for you. Gen- she's Gen- amazing. Gen-
0: Dude, are you? Because she's a lady boss. And I'm always, like, so, I don't know if you know, but they're casting, like, the new Selena. Uh, They're making it into a web series. And she, like. A new made, what? Uh, Selena. So, like. Oh, I'm yeah. Making it, they're making it into a web series. And so, like, I was, like, I could, I mean. My following in JLo's path, like, I mean, it's not really my thing, but like, I'm like, like, she was not. That's another thing, like, you talk about like not being the best. Like, Jennifer Lopez was not the best singer, she was not the best mm-hmm. actress. She doesn't even speak Spanish that good, and yet she is who she is. And it's like, you can't allow yourself for like those things to stand in the way. So, it's like, when people ask me, like, am I a singer? It's like, yeah, I can sing. Am I gonna be the best? No, but I'll work damn hard at it. Like, yeah. if, if I have to sing, like, I'll work really hard. But I'm not the best singer. Yeah. I'm not the best dancer, but I'll work really hard if I have to.
1: You work really hard. And you put your whole heart, like, that's the thing I respected about The Rock, even before he had, he has the technical skills now, I believe. Um, I think, like, I think he could mess around and do, like, a, like an Oscar movie in the next couple of years. And people would be like, wait a minute, The Rock? But, like, I think he's ready. He's, he's gonna, when he's ready to do it, he'll do it. But um, he always put his entire heart into everything he was doing. And people respect that, like. Like, I, I forgive a lot if someone's putting their whole heart into the thing. It's when people,
2: it's when I feel like
1: people are not putting their whole heart into something. They're just kind of coasting or trying to be cool. And yeah. the product is weak. That's when I get really annoyed. Yeah, of
2: course. Absolutely. Yeah, Jayla
1: is incredible. She is. She, is. she okay. inspires so many. Oh, so many. Like, yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's a lady balls. And like, I'm just so happy for her because right now she's finally gotten to a point where it's like, I could tell that her love life is doing well, where it's like she finally found the man that was like not too intimidated by her ambition. Like he's just as ambitious. And like when you are the lady boss at Shalo, I mean, Mark Anthony is as well. Like he is just as just as much as like this amazing person. I just think that he had a lot of demons inside of him. Whereas like ira just seems more of a like secure, good. Like I think he doesn't have those demons. Or if he does, like he just, I don't know, like He's just more of a stable man and like you could tell like he's just like supports her. He's there for her. Like he's like he's like riding with her and <laughs> I, love these, these
1: like, <laughs> I love it. Pointing these fingers. I love it. I love
0: it so much. I love it. Okay. Like, they like opened like um I think I wanna I don't wanna say the name more, but I think it's infusion. I can't, I don't remember. But it's like this fitness thing that they opened up in Coral Gables in Miami. And like they just like they're just wow. such a they work out together and they're all about like success and like they're both like entrepreneurs and like but they're all about their family too like it's just they have vision you know they have the same vision i think like that's what it is is they have the same core values and like they both obviously understand work ethic and understand that like and i think also it comes down to like also like i was hearing gary v talk he's like i enjoy my work and i think when you enjoy what you do it's not like this task, but it's like, no, like we're both going to work not because we have to, but because we enjoy what we do. Like, it's she enjoys funny. performance, yeah. she enjoys being an actress, and I think J- a Rod like enjoys what he does too.
1: Well, I can't wait to see you on Shades of Blue,
0: <laughs> right? It's <gonna> be <laughs> Tell your people to help <laughs> me out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Shades of Blue.
0: That's yeah, for sure. Bad. I would love to. All right, so we're going to play a word game. Okay. Um, and when I say these words, it's the first thing that you think of and you can talk about it. Um, or you could just say whatever first thing comes up. Okay. The First word for you is sacrifice.
1: <laughs> I mean, can a sigh count? Sacrifice is, um, non-negotiable. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. It just, it is what it is, you know, non-negotiable. Like, if you, this is the phrase I heard recently, Um, if you don't make a sacrifice, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, this is, I heard this from um, a guy named Sam Ovens, who likes to do a lot of things on YouTube, he's all about efficiency and discipline. If you don't make a sacrifice for what you want, what you want will become the sacrifice. And I agree Mm -hmm. with that statement. It's, 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 it's not um, convenient. I don't like it. (laughs) But I do believe that to be the case. If you don't make sacrifices for what you want, what you want will become the sacrifice. Wow.
0: Wow. That was really powerful. That is a very powerful statement. It's true. It's really true. Wow. I really like that a lot. Wow. What does does wealth mean to you?
1: Uh, Wealth to me is living your most fully expressed life, the ability to live your most fully expressed life uh, at will. And that includes like the money to do it, having say you want to gather a party, you, that you've got a wealth of um, high quality friendships that you want to surround yourself with or a, a high quality family that you've created, that you've either been born into or created um, for yourself. But wealth is the ability to live the most fully expressed life that you desire to live when you want to do so for me. That's what that is. That's
0: a great, that's great. I actually yeah. really love that. And I've never thought of it like that. So really like that a lot. Mm-hmm. What does purpose mean to you?
2: Purpose.
1: <laughs> I gotta find my purpose.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: that's that's what I think of having a cue. Um, <laughs> purpose is, is, it's like a uh, it's like a dance partner that 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 most a lot so i feel like a lot of people don't i would say purpose is a dance partner what i mean by that is sometimes you really like your partner you know sometimes you you're a little annoyed by your partner sometimes your partner's moving a little faster than you are sometimes your partner's moving a little slower than you but you but you, you, you kind of always if you ballroom dance you always need a partner to dance and um so sometimes i'm really fulfilled by my purpose or i like like i wake up like it's a, it's like a, but sometimes i wake up and it's like a an uncomfortable feeling like that i wake up with that feels like i have to get something out i got to go do something you know do you ever like wake up and feel a little like ah! like that's the sound that it feels on the inside like oh i have to get something out like i have to go do something
2: that is going to be fulfilling you
1: know um, <laughs> um and it doesn't really ever go away. And when you get uh, disconnected from your purpose, like, so sometimes you don't want that feeling, right? Sometimes I don't want to wake up and be like, oh, I gotta, like, got to like, this this urge to like create something or do something that's moving me towards something. But sometimes I want to be free of that. But like, if you're free of it for too long, man, that's a, a worse feeling. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and uh, it's, it, 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 when you're doing things that are on purpose, it's really fulfilling so it's like a dance partner and and you're in a a game where you are required to be ballroom dancing like you have to have it and sometimes your partner is excellent and sometimes your partner is a little frustrating but like you got to have this partner that's kind of how i feel about purpose it's not sexy it's
2: just i love that you know
0: i love that. i love that so much okay what does discipline mean to you uh
1: discipline is so my like When I hear the word discipline, I think of this definition that I picked up somewhere. Uh, Discipline is the ability to give yourself a command and then follow it. The ability to give yourself a command and then execute it. And I think without discipline, like you, you have no hope of accomplishing anything in your life. Um. it, it, It it gets stronger with time, and I think people. I think everyone's in a relationship with discipline. Sometimes my relationship to discipline is, is like peak perfect. I'm like a monk, you know, but sometimes my relationship to discipline needs to be like long distance, you know, like <laughs> I need a break. I need to be undisciplined intentionally um, in order to get some restoration. So it's like an evolving relationship, but nothing great can be accomplished without discipline. Cause you're going to get scared at some point. And when you get scared, you have to say like, well, I said I was going to do it and I do things that I said I'm going to do. And you have to have a discipline to do that. Um, so yeah, that's disappointing for me.
0: Absolutely. I love that so much. All mm-hmm. right, let's uh, go with this one. What does uh, God mean to you?
1: Oh. So first thing I think about is love and, yeah. So when I think about God, I think about love and energy. Those are the two. I was expounded say that like my definition of God has evolved since like when I was five and you asked me I was like start at the beginning you know I when people would talk about God in church I would imagine like this really like large man in the sky that was not quite white but not quite black (laughs) I wasn't really sure just some kind of dude up in the sky and so when I would pray to him I would feel almost like I was talking to like a teacher who I did something bad to or like my dad, like like rep- like it was always kind of this like, God, will you please do this thing? I know I'm not doing it right. I'm trying to do better here. I'm trying to, you know. And it was like I was trying to talk to a person. Mm. Um and now I don't really quite believe in like the um the word is like anthropomorphic. I don't believe I don't see God as like a in a human body. Like they say like that God made us in his image, but I don't think that it's necessarily like the physical image. Like I think it's like a spiritual, like ever present, ever everywhere being image. And it gets it gets tough when you start thinking of him as like a, a human body, because that human body literally by definition can't be everywhere at the same time. Yeah. So now I th- this is why when like, people are talking about the universe and energy and God at the same sentence, I don't get offended by it. A lot of people get offended when people start conflating god with like the universe like no god created the universe i'm like well i think what people are trying to say is that like god energy at least for me god energy is everywhere and in and, and, and everything he's in all parts of the universe and and the universe is everywhere and everything so now i think of god as an energy that i commune with and that i co-create with and uh, its main desire is um for every human on earth to be as fully expressed as possible but in order for you to do that you have to like work with the god energy it doesn't just come to you he's like put it on the other sides of obstacles or trials or things that are meant to grow you into a more fully expressed version of yourself so that's that's what i believe about god
0: (laughs) That is so good. Like, um, just like going off on that because so much came up for me when you were talking about that. It's first off, like obviously, you know, I love Oprah, and she always talks about she thinks that it's all about like becoming the highest version of yourself is like your highest expression of yourself. And um, so you said that about like when you kind of co-create with God, you start becoming this the highest version of yourself the other day I was sitting at church it was actually a Sunday and I was sitting there and the pastor said something that kind of like hit me in a different way that i had never really thought of it like that and he was saying that like God is the suffering servant in the sense that like he wants to give to you it's not like you're like God like let me give to you like he doesn't need you to give him anything. Like he needs you to openly receive what it is that he's giving to you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And when I kind of like understood that, it was like, I realized how sometimes I'm super resistant to receiving what he's trying to give to me. Or it's like, I don't want to like ask him to give me more because I'm just like resistant to that. So like, I feel like once I realized that like, he wants to give me these things and then when I kind of like talk to him about it or I'm just kind of like open and like, I didn't know people found offense to like the universe thing. And like, I know that we live in a very sensitive time where like a lot of people like can be offended by anything now. So I didn't, (laughs) but like a lot of people are very sensitive right now in time. And for me, like, you know, I think it goes hand in hand where it's like, um, like religion. Like for me when I was growing up, like my dad was very religious, whereas like my mom wasn't. And so for like my siblings, they have, and even me, so like they have a weird relationship with like faith because of religion. And so even when I became like a Christian or I decided to start going to church or whatever, I had this resistance of like, I don't believe what you guys are saying because you guys are just religious. I'm like, there's something wrong about with what you guys, it was this resistance. Like I don't, I don't do church. I don't do that life because I wasn't raised on that, you know? And so it's like, but then the more I started going to like vu or hillsong or like these like non-denominational but yet kind of christian like churches where they do believe in jesus and things like that like it became more for me like the reason i connected to it was because it wasn't it was very modernized and it was something that i can put into practice and if anything was just a way for me to surrender my life to something and then also realize that like that this universe or this god like has my back and it has a plan for me. And I think it also goes back to like when we kind of talked about like my childhood, I think that like, I need faith in the sense where it's like, because if I don't, the opposite is so much worse that, and I don't want to say that like my faith is a crutch cause it's not, but it's like when I know and I believe like, Oh God is good. Like God has my back. God has like a plan for me. Like, Oh my God. Like, and you said this in the, in the, um, the episode that you did with Mike on Actors yeah. CEO plug for you, Mike, um, yeah. you said that like, you're so excited for what God has like for you or what the universe has for you. He's like, Oh, what are you most excited about? It's like, Oh, what, what is to come? Like, cause you knew that something was coming and like yeah. that in turn is like having faith. And I just thought that like, that was such a beautiful thing for you to say. Cause it was like, although I know that my career is for me, I'm never sitting there saying like, I know God has this for me. Like I'm always like, when, when are you sure
2: <laughs> you, you hey. sure about your
0: promise you know what yeah I mean? <laughs> but now I like turn it back and it's like no like you planted the seed in me since I was a kid your promise will be delivered I have faith in you I have faith in my life and I have faith in like maybe not heaven but maybe like I, I have I I mean I know that like I will be okay always
1: yeah. so I yeah. think I don't know I think that whole, so I think that's beautiful. And I think faith, is is that one of the words that you have coming up?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Is
1: it? Okay, we'll talk about it in a second.
2: Okay, well, okay, uh, faith.
1: Faith for me is vital. Um, yeah, unconditionally vital. I think people that I really admire, I remember someone said this in an interview, that most highly successful people or um, like championship athletes, they tend to always have unwavering faith in one of two things. Either they have faith in a power that is outside of themselves or greater than themselves, whether it's God or spirit or energy or universe. So they have a faith either in that or they have unshakable faith in themselves or both. Um, That's, but there's no one that I feel, I think it's too difficult to persevere without some level of faith. in the face of difficulties, in the face of setbacks. I know when I think about, uh, I'm a huge fan of LeBron James. And I think about when he comes yeah. back from 3-1 against the 73-win juggernaut of the Golden State Warriors. And he's wearing that band called I Promise. I think everyone had written them off, but he somehow managed to maintain and keep his focus on a belief that it was possible and faith that it was possible and faith, I think in both. I think he also, he thinks he likes to thank God, but I think he also has a strong belief in himself. So I I think it's vital for anybody who's going to do something major.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because I actually noticed the same thing one time where I was like, most people that are successful all have this underlying faith. And I could, you could just see it. And like you could Mm -hmm. see people that are very filled with faith. And I think faith is important because At the end of the day, faith is just believing in something that you don't see. And even that, even that's just like if you're sitting down waiting for a bus and you know that the bus is coming, that's having faith. You're trusting (laughs) that the bus is going to come. So (laughs) I think, but like when you have big dreams, you have to believe that these are like obviously things that can happen for you. So you have to have that faith. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: Absolutely. So the last thing I wanted to ask you was where can the listeners find you?
1: Yeah, I am at Mark St. Cyr, M-A-R-K-S-T-C-Y-R. And I, I'm most active right now on Instagram. I have a Twitter handle as well, but I don't, I don't uh, hang out there very often. That may have to change when the show goes live at the end of the year. But right now, you can mostly find me on Instagram.
0: Awesome, very cool. And I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be so vulnerable, for sharing so much. And um yeah, just for ta- mostly for taking the time and for being so awesome and for um, allowing us to flow.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. This was a really fun, insightful flow. I feel uh like I learned a lot about you as well. You inspired me a couple of times on this chat. And uh, I think you're definitely shedding a light for people in a beautiful way. And I was glad I got to be a part of that. So thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Mark. I can't wait for people to see you on your show. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And there you guys have it. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. It was so much fun recording this with my friend, Mark. He's such a goofball. And we were just able to flow in such a great conversation. And it was therapeutic and it was all great things and i hope you guys were able to feel the same by listening i hope you shared a laugh i hope you felt like you could see yourself in what we talked about if you did enjoy this episode please go ahead and rate it leave a little review um something sweet um so i could see it and be like yay people love it (laughs) um share it with a friend share it with a couple friends Um, i know i love to share my podcasts that i enjoy with my friends so post it on your story share it with us tag us um dm me let me know what you thought um and feel free to reach out to mark because he is going to be somebody that's hard to reach later on all right guys well till next time keep shining